Leaders in Worship Podcast, Episode 26. Welcome back to the Leaders in Worship Podcast, the podcast to equip, connect, and develop leaders in worship ministry. We do this by equipping leaders in worship ministry with the right tools, connecting them with like-minded people and vision, and developing their ability to lead effectively. Welcome back to the Leaders in Worship podcast. I'm Matt Perkins. I'm your host. I want to thank you for listening today. I've had a couple weeks that I've taken off of the podcast and ready to get back at it. We are on episode 26, and today we are talking about recognizing your blind spots. You know, blind spots are things that we all have And John Maxwell defines a blind spot as an area in the lives of people in which they continually do not see themselves or their situation realistically. So we're talking about how to recognize your blind spots, and then we are going to talk about how to be able to recognize those and try and overcome some of the blind spots that might plague us. Well, I just want to just remind you, if you are listening on iTunes, I encourage you to go and leave us a starred rating or a written review. We would sure appreciate that, and that always is very helpful in people being able to find the podcast and learn more about it, and it's always exciting to see another review and how this podcast is helping people and equipping them. Well, we're going to jump right into... Our topic today, recognizing your blind spots. We're going to cover four different types of blind spots. I was looking through the book by Stephen Snyder, Leadership and the Art of Struggle, and he listed uh, several blind spots that we as leaders will come into contact with and that can really derail us if we're not careful. But I want to look at four of those today and then look at how we can recognize those blind spots. You know, the first blind spot is the experience blind spot. The experience blind spot is most likely to come into play when leaders maybe move into a new role, a new position. Maybe you are changing churches and you're in a new ministry. The experience blind spot can really come back to bite you. Uh, So many people arrive and they're eager to show off what they know and they don't really end up paying close enough attention to their new circumstances, their new surroundings, the culture of the church. And that experience blind spot can be so problematic when leaders have become just entrenched in a job or something that they don't recognize the things from before at that church, and they've come in, they're ready to implement change, they're ready to do things the way they did them somewhere else. You know, we have to be flexible in ministry. One thing is certain is change, and things change all the time in churches, in ministries, and we have to be flexible. If you're not flexible, you're going to be very frustrated in ministry, and it's going to be a difficult 
time for you and a difficult experience. But if you are willing to remain flexible when you come into a new church, be able to take a moment and find out about the pastor. Find out about the church. Have you taken time to know the history of the church? There might be perfectly good reasons as to why they are doing things the way they have done them, but then seek to implement change based on where the church is at, the church DNA, and then develop it from there. But always do that when you are in contact and communication with your senior pastor. The experience blind spot has plagued so many ministry leaders, worship pastors, worship leaders. That is one that we need to always be mindful of. The second blind spot is the personality blind spot. You know, just as past experiences can kind of give us tunnel vision as leaders who maybe aren't aware of the surroundings in the past, our personality can do the same thing. You know, I've seen people that kind of go into a situation and they say, this is just who I am and how I lead, and so I'm going to go full steam ahead and people just need to understand. We have to be mindful that the structure of your personality, your predisposition to maybe think and act in certain ways can really lead you off track if you don't watch for cues, watch how people are responding, Uh, being able to monitor our thoughts and make course corrections. That may be true that we all have certain personalities and how we approach decisions, how we approach our ministry, but we have to be mindful that ministry is not about us. Our worship leading style, it is not about just doing things the way we want them done. We have to be aware of some of the blind spots that we have and that maybe our personality can be rubbing certain people the wrong way and we have to be mindful of how are you communicating? How are you talking with your team? And is that something that has uh, maybe hindered what you're doing and how you're doing it based on your personality. Our third blind spot is the values blind spot. The first two, experience and personality, those were mainly uh, based on us. The values blind spot, that occurs when a leader's attitude and actions are not aligned with the core values of your church or ministry. Have you gone into a situation where you kind of looked at their core values and and maybe you were aware of them or maybe you weren't, but there was just something that there was an area that you just didn't, um, you didn't see, you didn't approach, you didn't have the conversations with your senior pastor. And unfortunately, all values blind spots, um, they, over time, will be given to light, and sometimes those can have some really far-reaching consequences. Uh, I was hearing a conversation just recently about a, a, a young youth pastor that went into a church, and the church really didn't ask some of the questions that maybe they should have asked about his background, uh, about his philosophy of ministry, and his views on some theological issues. 
shortly after he was there, then they started having the conversations and a big light went on and said, whoa, wait a second. Uh, We have someone on our team that does not believe the way that we do. Uh, They don't respond in ministry or uh, approach ministry the way that we do. And the leadership had to make a hard decision and say, hey, we, uh, we jumped the gun and didn't ask the right appropriate questions and have those, maybe some of those difficult or awkward conversations that you might think is elementary, but you need to have those. Remember, a blind spot doesn't necessarily mean that you are unaware of a problem. Blind spots can occur even if you have some level of awareness, but you just don't take the appropriate action. You fail to take appropriate action. The last area is the conflict blind spot. This will take center stage. It will be right up front when a struggle involves elements of conflict. How do you react when there's conflict on your team? How do you react when there is conflict between you and some of the other leadership or staff in the church? It can interfere with the mission of the organization. If you get different ministries that are going in opposite directions, uh, maybe you have a vision for the worship ministry, but you didn't have the conversation with your pastor on what you wanted to do. And so then you get going down the road And all of a sudden, he's saying, whoa, wait a second. I didn't know anything about this. Well, then how do you handle conflict? Sometimes when a conflict intensifies, there are certain perceptions that can be made um, on either end. You know, it is is horrible when we get into areas where we just assume something. The conflict blind spot, that can happen when... Uh, everyone tends to convince themselves that they are right, that the other person is wrong. The conflict blind spot, it can cause you to interpret every action, every interaction with someone else through a skewed or a distorted lens. Even if the other person didn't intend any harm, that blind spot will reinforce the perception in our minds that that other person is wrong then emotions get involved in the picture. That leads to escalating that, and everything becomes out of whack. It gets, um, emotions get involved, and it becomes a mess. Let me tell you this. You can never have a critical conversation over text or email, because those conflict blind spots, those perceptions, those things that you kind of build up in your own mind, you'll start reading a text with that lens. You'll start reading an email with that distorted lens to where you will start interpreting everything that they say in a different light than what is intended. The best way, send an email that just says, hey, thank you, if you don't mind, could we meet in person and cover this? Or send a text and say, hey, I, I really don't feel comfortable having a conversation like this over text. Let's get together and I'll make whatever arrangements in my schedule so that we can talk in person and not over text. You can avoid a lot of issues and built up emotions and all of those things just by talking with someone 
in person. You know, just by the very definition, you are blind to your blind spots. That is why it is so important for us to proactively seek to find them, recognize them, and prevent them from derailing you in your course of ministry. So we start looking at how can we recognize them. Well, the first way is to be aware. You have blind spots just like everyone else. A friend of mine in ministry uh, years ago, uh, he said, everyone has idiosyncrasies but you and me. We need to be aware we have blind spots just like everyone else. Have you ever noticed that we can get the most frustrated with people who are the most like us? So the first thing, we need to be aware. Secondly, we need to be approachable. Get feedback. Unfortunately, many people who have a lot of competence also have a blind spot with regard to getting feedback that they need to hear. When someone comes to you, don't be defensive. Don't just put your guard up. Be willing to hear what they have to say because there might be some areas in our lives that we are completely unaware of. Be approachable. The third area of recognizing our blind spots is to be accountable. Who are the people that are in your inner circle? The ones that have the closest access to you. The ones that can ask you the hard questions without you getting defensive or up in arms or starting to throw back things at them. Who are those people in your inner circle? Do you even have people that you have allowed in? And then secondly, let me ask you this, do they agree with you all the time? It is dangerous territory when we only surround ourselves with people that are like us, that are people that agree with us all the time, think that we have the best ideas, that we are uh, the greatest thing. That is dangerous territory when you put yourself around people that don't challenge you, that aren't able to ask you the difficult questions. So what do you need to stop doing? What are things that maybe you need to do more of? And what are things that you need to start doing? Not long ago, I took a profile test called the DISC profile test. I went to a website called Manager Tools and spent about $28, I believe, is the, the current cost of that. And I went through answering a series of questions, looking at our strengths, how you function. And there's links in the show notes that if you want to go and, and take this DISC profile, um, it would be well worth your time. In the final report, after I was done with that, it talked about areas that were probably my strong areas, areas that I was that I would tend to operate in my strengths. But one of the things I found fascinating is it also talked about if taken to an extreme, here are the danger points of your strength, um, your giftings. Here are the areas that are not the pleasant side of your gifts. And you're able to be aware of those things and, and look at those. So I would encourage you, uh, you can go in the show notes, you can check that out. You can also just go directly to manager-tools.com and you can look there on their site on how to take the DISC profile. Um, 
I had a couple questions or comments, actually, from other worship leaders and worship pastors from different parts of the country, part of a um, just kind of an online group or forum. And I asked the question, what are some of the blind spots that you see in your ministry uh, that maybe have kind of been areas that you need to watch in your own life? Amber Rhodes of Dallas, Texas, and uh, she is a part of a great church in Dallas, a gateway church. She had said identity can be a huge blind spot issue because we can get so sidetracked and become more about the doing than the being that we can start identifying ourselves with the labels and the titles rather than who we are in Christ, first and foremost. Amber was also talking about how she eventually took a sabbatical just to get her identity in check. You can learn more about Amber and uh, read a great blog post that she wrote um, back in the spring called Spiritual Hoarding. And uh, it's a great blog post, and she talked about this process that she went to when she came to that point where she said, hey, I need to take a sabbatical and get things in check. Uh, Chad Smith, um, New York, he writes about the quote-unquote didn't-see-that-coming moments in ministry. The times when we only look at what's directly in front of us, the current urgencies, and not take a broad view of our ministry and what possibilities exist. You know, we can get tunnel vision and just focus on what's in front of us and forget about the big picture, kind of take that 10,000-foot view. But some of those possibilities that Chad was writing about, job changes, leadership changes that are above us, and uh, catastrophic emergencies, he was a a part, and they, they had some emergencies that happened in their area where they live with Hurricane Sandy. He says we need to get a healthy view of what's in the rearview mirror. You know, we don't want to live looking back at the rearview mirror, but we definitely want to have a healthy view of what that looks like, an overall picture. About those critical emergencies, Andrew Sorens from Temple, Texas, he writes, uh, not developing people around us can be a huge mistake. The more opportunities that we open up for people on our team, the stronger that we're going to be. Matt Pilot from Stewart, Florida, he said this, he said, I see potential in people, but at times I can miss the red flags. Wow. Have you ever had people that are on your team that when they first come in, you think, man, I want to plug them in, I want to get them going, and there's so much potential in them, but you either let a personality or a talent totally blindside you to some of the red flags that might be there. Matt wrote, I've learned to lean on trusted leaders around me to help me to see the whole picture. That is great wisdom. Find trusted leaders around you so that you can see the whole picture. You know, in our next podcast, we're going to be talking about the worshiping drummer. I have a couple of our drummers at our church that are involved and they serve in our ministry and rotate through. And I'm talking with them about how they avoid the competitive nature, um, how they avoid 
maybe hurt feelings or awkwardness if one gets to play for one event and not the other. One of the things I appreciate about them and as well as all of our musicians is they're worshipers first and drummers second or keyboard players second. Uh, that is really the key. But there's a couple specific events that I'm going to talk about in our interview that I'm going to ask them questions about. And I think you're going to want to listen to that in that next podcast, The Worshiping Drummer. If you have questions or maybe you have thoughts or comments that you would like to ask, you can email me, matt at leadersinworship.com. Well, thank you so much for listening to the Leaders in Worship podcast. I hope that you have found today's information helpful. I want to make you aware of an event that is coming up in October, October 2nd through the 4th, the WFX Conference. This is a worship facilities conference. They have tracks for media and tech teams, um, as well as worship teams through the Unite Worship Conference. They have joined forces, and uh, this is going to be an incredible time. If you're going through a building program or remodel, there are so many vendors and companies that are there. You can talk directly with people involved in all areas of media, sound, every one of those areas. Uh, You can talk directly with them on what you might need. I encourage you to go. It's in Dallas, Texas, WFX Conference. I'm going to be teaching a couple sessions on the Unite Worship Conference side, as well as uh, on the WFX side, be teaching on effective servant leadership skills in the leadership track for WFX. Make sure that you check this out. We have links in the show notes, and they are giving us a $150 discount if you enter the promo code LIW2013 when you register. LIW2013, you'll get $150 off of your registration price, so make sure that you do that. Well, this week, as you look through areas in your life, asking yourself the hard questions, am I being just totally unaware of blind spots in my life or am I recognizing that yes they do exist and how I can be able to see those and get people around me. I hope you found this information helpful. God bless you and have an incredible week of ministry.